0: You're listening to the weekly podcast of Cayo, the youth ministry of the Father's House in Owensboro, Kentucky. Cayo is a healthy home for teens who are loved like family as sons and daughters that embrace their kingdom identity and purpose to change the world. At Cayo, you're home. And relationships take time. Some not as long as others, but it takes time. And there's a thing called dating, and there's a thing called marriage. And dating is not marriage. However, marriage, you do date. Not other people. You date your spouse. Let me give you this illustration from two of my favorite people in the whole world. Toaster Strudel and Boo Bear. All right, so let me set the scene. You've got Boo Bear hanging out with the boys. Let's pick a setting. Who's got a setting? Let's, where, where is Boo Bear hanging out with the boys? Okay, strike one for Israel. Where should, where should Boo Bear be? He's at the... He's, he's at church camp. Oh, he's at church. Let's just say he's at church camp just for fun. He's hanging with the boys at church camp, which means Toaster Strudel is alone at home by herself. Now, all right, guys, for the sake of the conversation, what's Toaster Strudel's favorite TV show, or what is her favorite thing that she watches? Guys, American Idol? We're going to go, somebody said Bluey. You a hey, Carter, American Idol, or Bluey? Pickett. What is it, Khalil? Pickett. What? Dance, moms. Dance what? Dance moms. Dance moms? Okay. Here we go. Dance moms. All right. Here we go. Boo Bears hanging with the boys at summer camp, dominating, hoping to take. The championship home, AKA ice cream sundaes for the whole group. So, by the way, this is not at our camp because our camp is a no cell phone camp. Hello? Oh, Boo Bear, I'm so glad to hear your voice. Oh, Boo Bear, I miss you. Hey there, Toaster Strudel. How you doing? Oh Boo Bear, I really, I really miss you. I miss you all the way at summer camp. You've been gone two hours and I just can't, I just can't breathe. It's okay, Toaster Strudel. I am the man. What is it, baby? What's wrong? Well, dance moms. It's the last season and the last episode. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what I'm going to do without dance mobs and without you, Boo Bear. Oh, can you just leave camp early? Oh, I need you. I need you here. Oh, I'm, so, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Bro. It's okay, too, Toaster Strudel. It's okay. It's okay. By the way, the boys are over here like, no, bro, hang up the phone. We gotta win. Am I right? Toaster Stoodle, it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. I'm I'm I tell you, oh boo bear, I've gotta have you here. Oh, please. Oh all oh, oh, the last episodes coming on right now. Oh, I've gotta have you here. Oh, I'm so I'm so alone. Okay, Toaster Strudel, I'm leaving camp right now. I'll be right there. Okay, if you didn't catch the story, Boo Bear is hanging with the boys at camp. He's been gone not one day, he's gone two hours. And little toaster strudel, oh, she's so needy. By the way, just so you know, I'm not making fun of girls here. There's guys that can equally be in that type of situation. The problem between Toaster Strudel and now he literally leaves the boys, leaves the championship at camp. Ice cream Sunday, bro! And and bragging rights for one year. Okay? Here's the thing. He leaves the boys, he leaves camp, and he goes to hang out with Toaster Strudel. Now, Pastor Darrell, what's wrong with this? Because they're not dating, they're acting like they're married. Hmm. Now, let me go ahead and tell you, married people don't act this way, to my knowledge. Already, the relationship is out of whack. Toaster Strudel and Boo Bear are live dating like they're like some crazy, hyper-married couple. And I probably didn't mention this, but they've only been together two weeks. So, hang on. You might say, Pastor Daryl, now I'm going to be real with you. At some point, there's somebody that's lived out this story. I've just very heavily exaggerated and dramatized it a bit, but it's a very real story. And you've got to be careful that you got to know that dating is not marriage because a lot of people like to date like they're married. We're going to get more into that in the coming weeks. Everybody say, dating is not marriage. So what is dating exactly? What does the Bible say about dating? Because here, like, We live by the Word of God. What does the Word of God say about dating? Here's what it says. Okay, dating is not in the Bible. There we go. People got arranged to be married. It was transactional. However, cultures are different now. We talked about physical law. We've talked about uh, scientific law, mathematical law. We've talked about moral law. So the principles are still the same. Even though it was kind of transactional, at the end of the day, God does give us principles. And there are scriptures that will address how do you know who to date, a.k.a. how do you know who one day to marry? Because most likely, everyone in the room in some shape, form, or fashion is considering marriage. And if they don't say marriage, in their mind, they think some long-term relationship A.K.A. a long-term relationship, you might as well get married. So let's pray real quick. We're going to jump straight in. Let's pray. Father, bless this message. Pray that everyone listens and hears and receives what is said. Father, I pray, uh, Lord, make sure I speak as a father here. Make sure I speak as someone. Make sure I don't get a little too crazy. And I pray that everyone would just, you bless the word, speak through me. In Jesus' name, amen. So... Out of twenty choices, sixty-seven percent of all teenagers choose a close relationship as number one. Three percent of all teen relationships last a lifetime. Three percent. Now, before I mentioned how last week I talked about singleness, and if you didn't listen to it, go listen to it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, it, it out there. So the thing is, the thing is that we talked about how the chances of a relationship lasting a lifetime is really like 2 out of 100. I talked about us running across the bypass. The likelihood of us all surviving that is 2 out of 100. At best, 5 out of 100. That's 2 to 5%. Relationships last the course of a lifetime 2 to 5%. If you're in a relationship in high school, likelihood of it lasting your entire life is very slim. If you're in middle school probably slimmer. I'm not attacking your relationship. I'm just giving you a reality check because I think God wants you to know how to date and date right and date well and date wisely. So in America, 50% of all marriages, first marriages, uh, they end. Over, around 50 or a little over 50% in first marriages end in divorce. 67% of second marriages end in divorce. And 73% of third marriages end in divorce. The chances don't improve. If you're with me, say, I hear what you're saying. So here's the thing. At the end of the day, God created relationships for you because he doesn't want you to be alone. God created relationships for you because he doesn't want you to be alone. Okay, now that includes friendships. God does not want you to be alone, even though there's a difference between singleness and aloneness. There is a difference. Talked about it last week. Genesis 2 says this, we're gonna jump in. It says the Lord God placed the man, Adam, in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are surely you are sure to die uh, due to disobedience. Okay? Everybody hear that? Everybody with me? Now, verse 18, this is the amplified. Or maybe this is, this. I think this is amplified, right, Kobe? Did I tell you wrong? All right, we're there. All right, it says, Now the Lord God said it is not good or beneficial for the man to be alone. Do you catch that? It's not good for the man to be alone. God recognizes this. I will make him, Adam, a helper, one who balances him, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary for him. So the Lord God formed him out of the ground, every animal of the field, every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called a living creature, that was its name. And the man gave names to all the livestock, to the birds of the air, to every animal of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper that was suitable, a companion for him. So God decides to create animals so that Adam would have relationship with them. Anybody have pets in the room? I've got two cats, right? Okay, so God created us to have relationships with animals. Did you catch what it said, though? Granted, I love my cats, except when they wake me up at 5.30, 6 o'clock, 6.10, 6.15, and 6.20 in the morning. So, here's the thing. Here's the deal. But it says... That Adam did not find a helper suitable for him. Even though he has a relationship with animals, it's still not enough. Okay? Now, it says, so the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh at that place. The rib which the Lord God had taken from the man he made fashioned, formed, formed, "...carefully crafted into a woman, and he brought her and presented her to the man. Then Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked, were not ashamed or embarrassed." We're going to get on that naked part later, not tonight. So, what did we find out there? Everybody's like naked. (laughs) Don't worry. We're going to get there. So, here's the deal. It's okay to laugh at that because it's kind of like you said naked. It's okay. Just don't be disruptive about it. Now, here's what it said. It said he caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he took a rib out. And then it says he formed and fashioned a woman, Eve, helper, helpmate. It says that God carefully crafted and took his time when he made woman. Let me go ahead and speak to the ladies in the room. God took time when he created you. You are not a mistake. You are carefully crafted. You are beautiful in his eyes. You are wonderfully made. Right, Tricia? She is carefully crafted, wonderfully made over there, leaning against the wall. I can do that because she's my wife, I can flirt with her. So here's the deal. So God created relationships for man, for us, so we would not be alone, but God crafts a spouse for you to be your companion. God crafts a spouse. For you to be your companion, one husband, one wife, one lifetime. That's the, uh, that's the goal. Okay, we're gonna get into when, that, when things get in the way of that and the enemy comes in and tries to destroy marriages. Okay, the problem is people date like they're married, and if you date like you're married, it's gonna be painful. I'll go ahead and say this, I'll say it again later. But what you put into a relationship physically. And what you put into a relationship emotionally and what you put into a relationship socially like Boo Bear and Toaster Strudel is how bad it's going to hurt when it's over. How much you put into a relationship physically, how much you put into a relationship emotionally, how much you put into it socially, Pastor Daryl, what does that mean? It means you left all your friends to focus on your relationship and you don't hang out and don't talk anymore. And the reason why people break up and get back together, 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 break up and get back together is because they don't have any friends. They left them all. So you got to be wise in how you go into dating. Remember, dating is not marriage. But see, God crafts a spouse. God crafts a spouse for you. See, the thing is, you're looking for somebody and somebody else is looking for you. You got to know that. Somebody's looking for you just the way you are. It's key. Now, Pastor Daryl, God crafts a spouse for me? Yes. One day you will get married, and you got to know who's spouse material and who's not. Last week I talked about going up the altar and, and a dad handing off his daughter. You better be man enough and mature enough to be able to take care of his little girl. Right? And that that woman The mom is equally as possessive in some ways. The mom wants to know that woman's going to take care of her son. It's a thing. It's real. So God wants to, he crafts a spouse for you, but he also wants your spouse to compliment you, never to complete you. Pastor, I'm not going to get married for a while. I understand that. But how you date is going to cause a lot of heartache, pain, drama, and all kinds of stuff that you don't want that you're just going to take into the next relationship and the next relationship. You need to be wise. God wants your spouse to compliment you, never to complete you. The scene of Jerry Maguire, he says, I love you, you're my wife, you complete me. Now, if you notice in the scripture, it says, Adam and Eve became one flesh. My wife and I, when we gave our vows before God and before man, when we put rings on it, this, this ring is a symbol is a symbol of the covenant between God and us and you notice that, that's, that covenant that love is like a circle and it never ends it's always going it never ends and that is the type of love God has for us yes I could take my wedding ring off pretty easy but the thing is just kidding Tricia that's not what I meant I'm just saying I don't have fat finger yet so the thing is God wants your spouse to compliment you not to complete you be leery of the compulsion for completion because I've known people to use lines like that with their girlfriends. You complete me. I love you. Roses are red. Violets are blue. My heart beats only for you. <laughs> Somebody shelled out some of that crap. Why not you just pick that up with a shovel and throw it out? By the way, I was saying that for Tricia as a joke, but that's the thing, right? People use great lines when they're dating, but without the maturity, without the weight to back it up, it means nothing. You're going to say that stuff, and then you got to be ready to back it up. I'll be real with you. I remember the day I asked Trisha to marry me. I had this whole, pl- I had this, all I know is, it's funny, if you hear Tricia's side, she's thinking about breaking up with me, aren't you? She's thinking about breaking up with me together about two years, But what you don't know, there was a lot of family drama on my side, and I can get into that later. There's a lot of family drama. And I just, I had already bought the ring like two months prior. I had already committed that I was like, man, I'm going to buy her the ring. I remember I was at work, and I just, it was a Friday night, uh, and I was like, man, I'm going to ask her to marry me tonight. And I just, it just hit me. It just came over me. We're together two years. We had a youth event on Friday night. We have done youth ministry as long as we've been together. Even before we got married, we did youth ministry together. So she didn't go to the youth event. I think she was sick, but I I decided after the youth event to go see her at her apartment. And I came up with this weird plan. I'm going to throw myself under the bus. Guys, this is not the example to follow, but I'm throwing it out there. I had this weird idea, I don't even, I made up this lame excuse that I had, she had to do some laundry for me, and I said, I need you to wash my shirt, there's some weird stain on it, and I had a Superman shirt on underneath, and I had a sign that said, will you marry me? So I took the shirt off, and I handed it to her, she's like not feeling well, the lights are out, we go to her washer and dryer in her apartment. And uh, I can't remember what time it is. And I take, she goes, here, give me the shirt. And I was like, man, perfect. And, like, she actually fell for it. She probably didn't feel so good. She'd probably, she probably didn't know what was going on. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> she was so mad. I hand her the shirt. And then I get down on one knee real quick. And I have the sign that says, will you marry me? And I get the ring out. And she turns around. And she goes, <gasps> And her hand immediately popped out. Her hand popped out, and I said, will you marry me? And she paused for a second. <laughs> she said yes, and then she hugged me. And when she hugged me, I kid you not, when my, when my now fiancé hugged me, I, this voice goes, oh, my gosh, it's for real now. And I suddenly felt the weight of, I'm going to get married. And I felt the I suddenly all this weight fell on me, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I didn't expect this feeling, but there was a weight to it that said, hey, I'm going to take care of her, and I'm committed to her. Like, it's legit now. Now, can you break off an engagement? Sure, but that's not how I saw it. Once I asked her to marry me, we're good. So, Trisha can give her side of the story at some point if you want. Not tonight. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Maybe you want to give your side? next Next week? Next week? Next week? No, 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 okay, if you want to get her side, ask her, but that's what happened. Now, you might say, Pastor Daryl, that's super cheesy. I'm just telling you, I couldn't, I mean, you could have the perfect dinner, the perfect date, something might go wrong, but I just, I was just knew that I knew at work that I was going to ask her to marry me. Now, Pastor Daryl, why do you say this? I say this because there's a weight and a maturity to a relationship. There's a weight to it. There's a seriousness to it. You have to be ready to be able to carry it. I'm going to be honest, in seventh grade, when I was dating September, I did not have maturity. I thought I looked fresh in seventh grade. Wait till you look back. Here's the thing. I dated her for a month or a month and a half, and she started checking out John in the hallway, talking to her friends. I I caught her talking about John and thinking about breaking up with me, and I'm like... I'm breaking up with you, girl. She didn't even know I was back there. Dude, next day, boom, I'm out. Then what did she do? She toaster strudled and boo-beared me. Oh, don't break up. I really like you. (laughs) Bull, lonely, crapola. you talking about John up the hallway. I heard you. What are you talking about? I don't need you, baby. Now, I probably didn't, uh, I don't need you, baby. It's like, voice was completely different back then. But the point is, I didn't have that weight and maturity in seventh grade. I thought I did. By the way, you guys think you got game in middle school and high school? You might. I know Ricardo thinks he does. I'm just playing Ricardo. Is everybody with me? So here's the thing. Your relationship is meant to compliment you. My wife compliments me. My wife listens well. My wife listens very well. Who do you think talks? Me. But don't let her fool you because she talks a lot. In fact, she's got a very dry, sarcastic, and funny sense of humor. Don't let her fool you. But the thing is, Trisha compliments me. I compliment her. We bring balance to one another, as the Scripture says. We balance one another out. I probably drive her insane because I make her think so much. Like, anyway, we'll get into that as we go on. Everybody with me, say, God wants your spouse to compliment you. Hey, guys, give me a few more minutes. Stick with me. God wants your spouse to compliment you, not complete you. Say, I can't be completed. Only God can do that. So here's the deal. So, Pastor Darrell, what is the plan for dating? Here we go. God wants you to construct a plan to walk in right relationships. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So you gotta construct a plan. You gotta have a plan. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now if you're going to a dance, guys, you better have a plan. We'll get more into some failed plans later. Amos 3 3 said, Can two walk together unless they're agreed? Can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? When you hold hands with somebody, you got to be going the same direction. Otherwise, you end up, you're going in two different directions. It's not going to work. So I'm, I'm here to help you. I have a playbook. And I want to give you some questions that I want you to ask when it comes to relationships. And I've added a few things. So, Pastor Daryl, can two walk together unless they're agreed? Well, here's some questions that you need to ask, and I'm going to talk about how you typically do it. Number one, do they follow Jesus, and are they actually a Christian? Do they have, so here's the deal. Do they follow Jesus? Are they a Christian? Let me go ahead and tell you, just because you go to church does not make you a Christian. Just because you go to church or just because you say the right things doesn't mean you follow Jesus. I know a lot of guys or girls that have used the God card in their relationships. Well, God told me, you're not going to be my husband, so it's time to break up. Don't ever use the God card. And by the way, even if he does tell you that, don't use it. So, do they, are they actually a Christian? Can I go ahead and ask you a real question? How do you know how a follower of Jesus is supposed to live if you don't go to church, you don't read the Bible, and you don't know the things of God? Well, Pastor Darrell, I read on Google. Google doesn't tell you all the right stuff, people. So that's number one. Number two, do they have the same spiritual beliefs? Do you know how many couples I've talked to for almost two decades about one's a Baptist, one's a Catholic? One's a charismatic, one's an atheist, one's an agnostic, one's a Buddhist. Yo, if you got different beliefs, it is not going to work. Here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 6. Don't continue to team up with unbelievers in mismatch alliances. Don't be unequally yoked for what partnership is there between righteousness and rebellion. I'll leave it there. What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Nothing. Doesn't mean you can't love them from afar. Doesn't mean you cannot say hello to them. They're just probably not what you're looking for. We'll keep going. Do they have the same life goals or are you going the same direction? In middle school, your life goals are, (laughs) your life goal is go to school, have a social life, have a cell phone, social media, get into some activities, have some friends, eat some pizza, go home, go to sleep, and do it all over again. By the way, Pastor, I'm not making fun of your life, but I'm just saying, you're probably not thinking about that in eighth grade, but in high school, you might be, okay? In high school, you want to know, are you going the same direction? Are you going to college? Where are you going to college? Well, I'm going to college in New York. Well, I'm going here in Kentucky. Ah, Long-distance relationships don't typically work, but I never say never, but typically they don't. Do they behave the same same with you as they do with others? Do you know how many girls and guys over the years... I've talked to about a broken heart. They talk to them all sweet and nice, but then they're talking to they're talking to girl over here. Hey, what's up, baby? I ain't attached, yo. And dude, they watch it, they see it. Do they treat you the same as they do everybody else? By the way, the guys aren't the only ones that do that. Girls do it too, so you're not alone. Point is. Are they the same with you as they are everybody else? Number five, what's your motive for this relationship? As I try to wrap up in the next two, two or three minutes, stick with me. One of my buddies, I talked to him in Panera Bread one day, and I said, I said he's like, man, he's talking about his relationship. And I said, hey, man, why are you even dating her? Do you see yourself marrying her? And that's all I asked him. And he, it was like this light bulb moment for him. He broke up with her the next day. He's like, you were right. And I was like, yo, I was just asking a question. But he, he's like, no, it was just fun. It was just fun, and I enjoyed hanging out with them, but there was no real agenda, no real goal. We just enjoyed hanging out with one another. You know what I call those people? Friends. So would you be friends with this person if you weren't dating? That's another question. Can I tell you, if you're honey, if you're the toaster strudel, is all sweet kissy face with you. Oh, you're the greatest man that's ever lived. I don't, need, I don't need my own popcorn. I will just eat the popcorn and the butter from your fingertips while we watch the movie. I don't need to drink. I don't need my own soda. I'll just drink the soda from your lips. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are people that probably say silly stuff like this. You'd be surprised. Point is, but are they all sweet to you, but then they're trashing everybody else to you? I can't tell you. One thing that's very unattractive is when a girl is bashing everybody else sweet to me, so to speak, but bashes everybody else. That person is not kind. If you wouldn't be friends with them outside the relationship, bye. (laughs) Lastly, are they attractive and are they hot? Very important question that normally we ask. That's normally number one. If everybody's truthful in the room, that's normally number one. So you might say, Pastor Daryl, I've never asked these questions, but this was definitely number one. One. Guess what? You can bump that up to number one, but then you need to go right back to the questions and go top to bottom. They can be hot, or are they? do they follow Jesus? No. Nope. Bye, Felicia. See ya. Point is, Pastor Darrell, but they're really hot. They're really attractive. Like, I'm telling you, this, is, this person's like a 12, and I'm like a 3. Don't sell yourself short. That 12 probably ain't so hot. That person has a flaw somewhere. We'll get into that next week. So, so what, Pastor Daryl? What's the point of this message? Relationships are meant to complement you, never to complete you. God wants you to have the right relationships, period. No more dating tragedies. No more relational tragedies, period. God wants you to have right relationships, and they are to complement you, never to complete you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you. I thank you, Lord, that you have, Lord, I pray that young people, we've equipped them with a plan. Now, some of them have already said, I ain't going by that. Well, good luck to you, honey. But the thing is, when I say that, I say that jokingly, but for real, you need a plan. And we're here to help you come up with that plan. And this is to help you have right relationships and to save you from a lot of heartache, and see relationships for what they are. God bless them as we go into our squad time. Speak to them in Jesus' name. Amen.